ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. If I sound extra perky and happy, good on me for faking it because I am not feeling that way today. I am still on East Coast time after my trip and yeah, it burns a little at like 6 p.m. It starts to really really burn. So I'm totally faking it today. Happy Monday, Miss Angela Reed. This is like uh, this is like Homemaker Chic Live. <laughs> this is basically like Homemaker Chic Live. It is Monday. We are recording on Monday. <laughs> like, and then you're going to hear it. <laughs> and then you're going to hear it. Good thing we have that really hot tech guy who turns around our podcasts really fast with editing. What a hunk. <laughs> It's Stuart. Ladies, it's Stuart. Um, I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, uh, which is a blog. And I am joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, also a blog. Angela and I are two friends, 2,000 miles apart, who get together twice a week to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Um, We met in the blogging world a decade ago, and now we're bosom buddies Reviving the art of homemaking from the daily grind. And I'll tell oh, we're you. We're reviving now? Or is that what we're doing? We're rescuing? <laughs> Usually we're rescuing. We can revive today. <laughs> Resurrecting. I'm really, I'm really feeling it. <laughs> oh my gosh. This espresso. I could resurrect the art of homemaking with this espresso. <laughs> Woo, it's diesel this morning. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's what you need. Um, if you're new to the podcast or if you're old to the podcast, that's not the way that I should have said that. Um, do be sure to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you'd be so kind, uh, because we are kind of taking this homemaker podcast thing by storm. And it looks like everybody needed a little bit of encouragement. <laughs> I think we struck while the iron was hot. So you're in I think good we did. companies. And gosh, I am sorry. Golly, Shay needs Can some diesel. <laughs> yeah, no, we love it. Thank you so much for the for the reviews. Um, and what I love is where people they really kind of sink in and they listen to a handful of episodes and then give the review so they can mm-hmm. get a real baseline on what we're doing here. And thanks to you guys, this podcast it bounces around between like number three and number nine under Home and Garden on Apple, and that. Is because of your feedback. Mm-hmm. So we love you. And we really, really appreciate it. So around here, while we're reviving, rescuing, and resurrecting <laughs> the art of homemaking, we're doing it in red lips because we love red lipstick and we're not wearing any frumpy homeschool jumpers. <laughs> Even though some days we are just frumpy homeschool moms. <laughs> I am still in my milking clothes yeah. milking the cow, which is disturbing. Yeah. Uh, and a man's plaid shirt and a 25-year-old Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. That's so fine. Just, just killing it over it's here. It's fine. I decided today I'm not going to wear any makeup because my face is still fairly tender from being sunburned by the South Carolina sun. So, And how does your skin respond to the airplane? Because I always get really like cystic acne from just a few hours in an airplane just jacks my skin up. Well, they are doing an intense job right now of cleaning the airplanes. So... <laughs> They felt actually really just nice. antibacterial in your face. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they spray you down when you come on. And it was really cool. You know, we flew from Seattle to Atlanta and then from Atlanta into Myrtle Beach and then drove to Polly's Island from there. But the flight from Atlanta back to Seattle, there were about 15 people on the entire plane. I mean, I can't believe they just didn't cancel it. Like, we're going to make 
they couldn't have even played paid the like stewardesses the gas you know? the like, stewardesses just, yeah right the food there yeah <laughs> the pretzels um and so all my kids had like three seats everyone just sprawled out and uh so the air was clean there just wasn't a lot of people breathing it it was really oh nice my gosh <laughs> i had a flight like that on my way to paris once I thought, seriously, how can you even pay for the gas for yeah. this flight? Yeah. I had a whole row. I put all the armrests up. I just yeah. lounged. Yeah. I took a, it was amazing. There was about 25 people on the entire plane. It's crazy. It was crazy. I think, I don't know how they're gonna, complaining. Yeah, no, don't complain. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first time I flew into France, there was a chick next to me in the, uh-huh. in the row and it was like she'd just gone through a breakup or something and shared this with the stewardess. And they bumped her to first class. They're just like, oh, you're having a bad day. Come to first class. I'm like, are there any I other seats never... available? Please? <laughs> I know. I hate it when you go up to pee and you like peek through the curtain. You're like, could some come on. Yeah. Like, what if you were just known for just randomly picking seven people and filling the seats? Yeah. That would really bode well for your <laughs> reputation. <laughs> But it was fine. I've never been bumped up, never been perked, never been like mm-hmm. upgraded, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I'm always in steerage. <laughs> right in front of the bathrooms. <laughs> right. One time I got comped a free drink because they had to reschedule our flight and I didn't realize it. So I didn't cash it in. And my <laughs> my sister was flying with me and she's like, oh, yeah, like I would have I would have taken it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I take that back. On our first trip to France, we had a friend who worked for Air France and he got us into the lounge before the flight. Oh, before each flight. Yeah. So like the air, like with the pilots and the flight attendants and the the millionaires, we got to sit there and oh, man, that was fun. That was kind of swanky. That's about it. Mm. Mm hmm. (sighs) Well, yes. Well, we're back. You're Um, back. We're back. back to reality. Back to reality. Back to cleaning off filthy udders and yep, washing sand I, out of three suitcases of clothing <laughs> and crevices. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, grit on the floor. Before we get into it too much, today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jovial Foods. Jovial Foods is an online food cup. Co- well, they're not online. They're not online at all. They're in stores everywhere, an online and in-store company that supplies us homemakers with gorgeous baking flours and pantry foods. So Jovial is most well known for their einkorn flour. You guys have heard us talk about this, which is a high protein, weak gluten flour. And I just got to say, we're going to talk about this more. Eating breads away from home on this trip, it blew my mind. (laughs) Like... There is the gluten is so incredibly strong in this bread. It's almost not chewable. And when you get used to einkorn and the flavor that einkorn flour has, mm-hmm. regular flour leaves you sorely disappointed. So that's why we stock our pantry up with products from Jovial Foods. So the first thing I did when I got back actually was finish up my grocery order and I added on Jovial's crushed tomatoes and olive oil and canned beans Cookies and crackers, which are like our homeschool cheat food, you know, crackers and cheese for lunch kind of a thing. More einkorn flour, of course, and more einkorn wheat berries, which are the little seeds of wheat that you grind into fresh wheat flour, uh, which you can get from Jovial as well. So this is a great place. Go visit them at jovialfoods.com 
build you a little cart of all your yummy pantry stuff and enjoy their free shipping. And here's what else is cool about Jovial. They are rocking the gluten-free pasta world with their cassava, their new line of cassava pasta. So they have little elbows. They've got lasagna noodles. They've got orzo. They've got, oh, what were the other ones? I just saw a penne. So if you're gluten-free, you got to still go check them out because you can still capitalize on so much of what they have to offer. Jovialfoods.com. Today's show is also brought to you by American Blossom Linens, AmericanBlossomLinens.com. And the coupon code right out of the gate is Homemaker20. Yes. You want 20% off some beautiful sheets. So let me just tell you a little bit about this company. They're based out of Texas. This is organic, homegrown cotton. These sheets are like modern vintage sheets. You guys know how much I love vintage linens. And I have finally found a company... That can provide me with bedding. Now I have sheets. You obviously can't find California King vintage sheets. <laughs> but now, now you basically can with American Blossom Linens. So for those of us that are trying to make changes in our home, you know, the first season of this podcast was better, not more. We were wanting to make more intelligent purchases, purchases with more awareness. So now your sheets are not coming from China. They're not coming over on a boat from India. This is a company run by women, organic cotton. You guys, these sheets get softer with every washing. Mm-hmm. They are they are heirloom quality. So they're going to be a little bit more than your cold sheets. But they're going to last a lifetime. So no more running to the department store watching for sales, you know, on your phone or in the newspaper or whatever. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKER20. Get 20% off beautiful American Blossom linens sheets. Bonus, the queen and the king sets come with extra pillowcases. So not two pillowcases, but for the California king fitted sheet actually fits the mattress. I cannot say enough about these sheets. And I have a second set coming. So for the first time in my adult life, (laughs) I will have two sets of sheets. I will be able to take one off and put the fresh one on (laughs) while I'm doing the laundry. It's like I think I get a grown up award or something like that. So (laughs) AmericanBlossomLinens.com. We love you guys. They've been with us since the beginning of the show. Mm Use your coupon code. Yes. And gentlemen, take note. This is what your wife wants for Christmas. Okay. Yep. We have a few hubs that listen. We're talking to you right now. All four of you. Take note. This is what she wants. (laughs) This is what she wants. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We need to cue the wine music because I have this bottle sitting here staring at me and I got to tell you about this. Okay. Okay. All right. Cue it. Cue it. This is the part of the podcast, whether it's Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or any day of the week, whenever you're listening, where we encourage you to pour a glass of whatever scratches your itch. I've got coffee right now because it is Monday morning, but oh, did I enjoy a bottle last night? So our wine segment is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines, which is our very favorite online company 
that will ship you organic, naturally yeasted, old world, family grown, no garbage wines from all around the world. This is wine that is grown and bottled to help you tap in to life and to celebrate it. There are 76 ingredients that do not have to legally be listed on your wine label, which means that while you're thinking you're just drinking fermented grape juice, you could be drinking mega purple and all kinds of stuff. So there's a reason you can tend to get itchy ears or purple teeth or feel really terrible after just one glass of wine. And it's because of those ingredients. Dry Farms cuts all of those things away, which is why we love them so much. And this is going to be a big talking point for today's episode because I'm coming back from a week of vacation food and I have a lot to say. (laughs) The first thing when I did when I got home was I I didn't take any wine with me because I couldn't get it shipped there in time. So I didn't drink any wine while I was there. And I came back and opened up this bottle and it was so good. Uh, So with Dry Farms, you can get three, six, nine or 12 bottles delivered to you monthly. Um, you can also get like all reds or all whites. Um, I also subscribe to the three bottle sparkly um, program and I do two of them. So I, get, I get six bottles of bubbly. Uh, I love sparkling wine deeply. Um, so that's what this wine is. Okay. So okay. actually first, I want you to head on over to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. You can give Dry Farm Wines a test run for yourself and see what I'm talking about. We are going into the holidays where you're going to be having bonfires and Thanksgiving. This is the wine that you want around your table. And I couldn't like we looked for wine when we were there. Mm -hmm. And you know how I can easily spot like something I'll drink and feel well and something I can't. And if you just look at the wine label, any wine label, like even in nice places, If it's a 14% alcohol or higher, it has sugar and yeast added. Okay. Right. The reason that they do that is they add a bunch of sugar so that they can get a higher alcohol content so that the wine will last for longer, essentially. And so if you just look at the bottle and it says 14%, you know that you're going to not feel good. (laughs) So (coughs) ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You're not going to feel good. And so, um, Look for 12%, 12.5% or lower. That should tell you that something has not had sugar or artificial yeasts added. Not necessarily the yeast, but definitely on the sugar. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let that stick that in your back pocket if you're shopping for wine. Um, and you'll realize very quickly how few wineries like don't add sugar. <laughs> I don't want sugar in my wine. You know? Right. I want to taste the grape for what it is. Okay, enough chit-chat. Um, Radiki e Flari. R-A-D-I-C-I, Radiki, E, just like the letter E, Filari, F-I-L-A-R-I. Okay, this is Italian. It's an Italian sparkling wine. And for those... Radici? Is the two C's a chi? Radici. There's not two C's. Oh, I thought you said two C's. Pardon me. It's a R-A-D-I-C-I, Radiki. Gotcha. Okay. Filari, it's called... Viv, V-I-V. Um, sorry, Italians, about that pronunciation. <coughs> so, you know, champagne is the sparkling wine from the Champagne region of France. This, they cannot obviously call champ. People get confused by that. 
um, sparkling wine anywhere from anywhere else besides the Champagne region of France is just called sparkling wine. So that's what this is called. It's from the Piedmont region mm-hmm. of Italy, also known for Piedmont cattle for those beef nerds like me. Um, <laughs> and it's made from two types of grapes. I have no clue what they're never heard them before. 70% Arnis, 30% Nebbiolo. And anyway, it's not filtered. So when you pour it, it almost looks like a hard cider. You know, it's kind of got that foggy. It's not clear because they don't add. There's like all these chemicals and Cloudy tablets that you can add that will clear it. Um, they don't do that. Dry mm-hmm. Farms doesn't do that. And so when you pour it, it has this kind of cloudy look to it. But I poured a glass and I made a saffron risotto and I thought I was going to die of happiness and I called <laughs> Stu in from outside. I was like, you have to try this wine. And it was delicious. Just super crisp, super clean, but like full body. Like every every cell in my mouth was happy. So if you do go to, you can request certain wines from Dry Farms. Request this one, please. It's so good. Um We'll tag it in the show notes below because my pronunciation is so bad. You're not going to be able to tell what I said. So there you mm, have it. Add this one to really your good. list, Miss Angela. Yeah. And are we still, do we still have a penny bottle? We do get a penny bottle. Okay. Yes, penny so when bottle. you, when you go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic mm-hmm. and you try, you know, three, six, nine, 12, however many bottles you want, yep. you'll get an extra one for a penny. Yep. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> yes. And it's going to be fun. We're going to come up with something special, too, coming up. A new little special for our Dry Farm customers. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, it's entertaining. It's the season for entertaining. I'm jazzed. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm just entertaining myself. Yeah, seriously. I'm just going to deck the halls seriously. and pull out, pull out all the stops, man. It's been a long year. That's how I Let's felt when I was this. making that saffron risotto. I'm just like, all the saffron. Sure. Why not? We'll just... <laughs> right. The year's quote of saffron in one dish. Right. It was fabulous. So mm. good. Okay. Um, so we just got back. Angela and I were able to talk a few times while I was gone, but not nearly enough for our standard of communication. And thanks, guys, for letting us take a week off. Yeah. We've never done that before outside of our seasonal schedule. Yeah. And uh, we just needed to take a week off yeah. so she could go on vacation. Yep. We did. It would not have worked. There were 20, 20 of us in the house together. So um, things weren't very quiet. Not not ideal for <laughs> recording. Um, so we have, a, we have a lot to catch up on. So we thought we would just, I've got something on my mind. I've got something on my mind and we need to talk about it. Okay. You ready? Sure. <laughs> she doesn't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I think. <laughs> We have to talk about food, please. No. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, The night you made your saffron risotto, I made um, salmon fillets and coconut. And that's like, what? What are we doing here? Mm -hmm. I've got some mangy basil left in the garden. I had some poblano peppers. I threw it all in there. Gnocchi Mm -hmm. on the side. 
It was kind of, it's kind of disheartening. I mean, it didn't take very long. It's a pretty easy meal to make, but it tastes delicious. But, um, you know, you spend that time in the kitchen. I was rocking out, dancing mm-hmm. like a maniac. Mm-hmm. My family ate it in like 10 minutes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, well, salmon and gnocchi for the win. Coconut milk, you know, it was delicious. But wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that for that. Mm-hmm. It was just gone. Okay. And I went around the table. I'm like, how much would a meal like this cost oh at a my restaurant? Gosh. Like $17.95 a person, maybe, right? Okay. There's so much to unpack. I, there. I said, this is like a $200 meal. Yeah. And you're welcome. I mean, I was, <laughs> you're welcome. Exactly. Co- <laughs> and you're welcome. Coconut milk and gnocchi. That's an interesting combination. I would not have put those together. Well, you know what it was? Yeah. I don't even know how kosher that is. It's just that I was just so craving the salmon and the coconut and um, I needed a carb. Mm-hmm. So I had no other carbs prepared. I had no bread. Mm-hmm. I had nothing. I was like, well, gnocchi it is. Mm-hmm. There we That's go. what I always think about when people eat paleo. I'm like, you guys don't have kids because every mom knows the trick to filling kids is carbohydrates. <laughs> like, oh, if I don't feed my kids a carb, like I tr- if I try to weasel out of it, <laughs> it doesn't matter how big the meal is. The next day, my children wake up pale as a sheet, shaking in the knees, <laughs> gagging. Some of them dry heave. I'm like, well, guess we'll add pasta. They, they, they just can't do it. They're like. Yep. Hmm. Well, I think, you know, one of the things about that is like, like the einkorn pasta. That's like a cheat food for us. The pre-boxed mm-hmm. einkorn. I love homemade pasta. That's what I make. But the gluten is so mm-hmm. different than like worldly gluten. Let's just call it like the, the world outside of our home gluten. You don't get that massive carb spike. When I'm talking about carbs, I'm talking about like good carbs. Good Not carbs. like garbage yeah. carbs. So I live in this little food bubble, right. okay, where like this is what we do. For one, one of the first nights we were there, we went to a grocery store and bought stuff. We had eaten just like we had eaten out a few times at restaurants and it was, I mean, I'll just be totally jerky here. Like, it was unbearable. Like it was unedible. It was so bad. Shay is going to play her food snob card. This is my so food everyone snob just carb. Gird your loins. I know that's coming. I know that it's <laughs> not food does not matter that much to other people, and it's that's fine. But this they were like no good for me. So we we decide mm. we're going to eat it. We go to the grocery store to buy stuff to make like a nice little pan fried, you know, wild caught fish, a little cabbage slaw. Um, I could not believe the price. Of food. I was like blown away. I haven't gone to just a grocery store and just bought everything needed to make stuff. And you don't Mm -hmm. realize like that's it's not like food prices have gone up massively. But, you know, we've learned to order in bulk or I've I source from local farmers or. Right. You go through all these different ways of purchasing food. And you get way better food for way less money. Yeah, I think it's so, you know, we just talked about that the other day, like all the kind of little weird chant and not weird isn't the right word, but, you know, we have the farmer down the road. We have ourselves. Right. We have Azur. We have all these co-op, like little places that we source food from. And it's not really, you know, 
SOP yeah. as far as going to the grocery store. And when you go to the grocery store, I I mean, I, I don't know how people afford it. It's, it's, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. It'll cost you $85 just to make a mediocre meal. Yeah. I mean, and I, and granted, I have a big family. So we're talking about feeding eight people. So I, I know that's a big difference. Yeah. And that is why we choose to source our food from, you know, a variety mm-hmm. of different locations. But it's like full on sticker shock. Well, that's why when people are always like, but good food, you know, healthy, quote, healthy food is really expensive. I'm like, not really. But then I went there and I was like, holy cow, this is, you know, like yeah. they had a little carton of, you know, hot house grown tomatoes. It must have been not even a full pound. And it was like nine dollars. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. No wonder people have don't been eat gassed in a chamber for the last year. And you want nine dollars for yeah. them? Yeah. So, yeah, I I was shocked. So, listeners. I want to, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about food. I want to talk about the price of food and and where we're sourcing it. And then we have to talk about what people are eating. Well, for one, (laughs) for one, the portions in the South are like over double what they are here. I would say over double. And I was joking mm. with my father-in-law about it. And he said, yeah, you know, here, if you don't go home with like a doggy bag of basically another meal, then they've done you wrong. And I'm like, that's not the way it works here in the Pacific Northwest. Like, obviously, yeah. every restaurant's different. But on the whole, the portion, I'm like, people don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. Like, you're literally giving them two and a half times more what they need. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Our, our- I'm always shocked, you know, just being like a Francophile. You know, everybody knows, oh, the cliche French women don't get fat. The French eat less than we do. Smaller portions. I have to say, like, you can't. Anybody listening that has French friends or who is French, like, you know what I'm talking about. You can't really, as an American, wrap your head around that until you've dined with French people. And watched the reserve and the self-control. And it's not even, um, I don't even know if it's intentional. It's so habitual. It's so um, ingrained in their culture, like from childhood on. I mean, we had mm-hmm. friends here stay with us last last summer. And I remember the dad, you know, in French, like you could tell what was going on, Um the seven-year-old was asking for seconds. And every time the dad would say, absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. No, you're done. Wow. Yeah. And 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 I have um friends uh back home and when we go to their house for lunch, in my mind I'll think, okay, you know, when in Rome. Okay, so I'm gonna eat like they do. And I, I look at her plate and I'm like, seriously, that's all I get. <laughs> I just it's like Weight Watchers it is, is built into the country as a whole. <laughs> it's it's like Weight Watchers on crack. It is amazing. You know, I've written blog posts called uh, "Work Out Like an American, Eat Like a Parisian," because mm-hmm. basically, as Americans, like we have to do both. I think mm-hmm. you know, like to to maintain or whatever. But it's really true. You can't fathom it until you see it in person, and I think it's really hard for us to comprehend. 
just eating less, less. And I, I've always said, I think the French can do it. You know, we're all victims, quote unquote, mm-hmm. of our culture mm-hmm. and circumstance, right? Like the way our environment, but um, victim isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But they, I do believe that when you eat good, delicious food, there is way less of a tendency to stuff your face mm-hmm. because you know another good meal is coming. Well, you're also <laughs> fully satisfied. Right. But I mean, like mentally, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times people will go to a really nice restaurant and they're just like, wah, 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 you know, like mm-hmm. eat it all, eat it all. Oh, brie, cheese, wine, bread. Ah, mm-hmm. this is delicious. But if you just eat that way every day, like you, you don't panic, like make, <laughs> make that a beautiful part of your life so yeah. you can enjoy a little bit all the time. Yeah. Instead true. of the panic. It's true. Yeah. So I had a talk with my brother-in-law while I was there and he has quite an affinity for junk food. And mm-hmm. he said something to be a, to me about um, like my my weight in a in a nice. He was make, giving me a compliment and um, he was just like, well, I don't understand like how you have four kids. You know, you eat all the butter, all the pasta, all the red meats like mm-hmm. you don't hold back. And I was like, but I was trying to explain to him, I give my body the real thing. And in doing so, it's not constantly telling me to give it more. It's it's right. satisfied. It scratches the real itch. And as he, him and I were having this conversation, he was eating Oreos, which like I didn't even know they sold those anymore. <laughs> like I haven't I haven't seen somebody <laughs> eat an Oreo in a very long time. I don't mean I, Aiden. I was telling Aiden your story the other day, and he said that at the pig here, there's like. 20 different kinds now. Oh, really? There's different oh. different flavors, different sizes. Like the Oreo section takes up like three <laughs> by three on the shelves. <laughs> like, okay, so See, two different kinds of that. tomatoes, but nine square feet of yeah, right? nine cubic feet of Oreos. Well, you know? That's kind of what my mind went to when I was seeing, you know, the the breads and the sodas and the chips and the cookies and all this stuff. And I was thinking, these are all like the same three ingredients, just chemically manipulated to the point of oblivion like there's this is homogenous that you know this is yeah. literally just like corn and sugar in a bunch of different forms <laughs> yeah but um anyway so he yeah he's eating his oreos and i'm like but the thing is like if you give your body the real thing it doesn't want six oreos like i'm not tempted at all to grab a handful of doritos it just doesn't tempt me. My body does not, yeah. doesn't even compute that. But I think that takes time. And a lot of people compliment, commented on the way our children ate, you know, and um, I know that's a big, we've gotten a lot of questions about that from listeners. Like, how do you train your kids to eat this stuff? Which mm-hmm. I know we've talked about a little bit before, but I think it kind of plays into the bigger picture of the food culture that we create in our family. And I was trying to explain this to Georgia. Again, pulling my snob card here, you guys. I know I'm way out in left field. Feel you can hate me. Okay, it's fine. But but that's okay because we get really good ideas from people in left field. Okay, like that's what I do. I you're we're all attracted or intrigued by extremes and then you take what you mm-hmm. want what nuggets you want mm-hmm. and you slowly integrate them into your own life and one day you wake up and you're like hey i'm over in left field too exactly that's true <laughs> that's true 
Um, so I was trying to explain to Georgia, you know, she's at that age now. She's getting a little older where it's like, like having store-bought bread to her is like, ooh, store-bought bread, you know? It's like rebellion. That's oh, what Aiden is rebellion. Like. It's like jam with That's high fructose like. corn syrup. He loves syrup, to tease you know? me. He's like, get me some Oreos while you're at yeah. the store. I'm like, I'm not buying you Oreos. <laughs> but I also told her like, you're welcome in my very sarcastic, snobby way. Like, mm-hmm. you're welcome. You're welcome, you know, for a, a lifetime of health thus far. You know, you think that's by chance? Or do you, you know, right. like you're welcome for your healthy digestive system. And of course, mm-hmm. of course, I don't mean there are, you know, plenty of children, bless them, that are sick for other reasons. But my kids in our situation as a whole have enjoyed a lifetime of health. And no small part of that is because of the environment, the food environment that we've raised them in. It's intentional. Like I made them all down kefir while I was there. <laughs> It's like I finally found something. Right. I'm like, everybody, drink a glass. We will revive our gut flora. <laughs> like we're doing that. right. <laughs> so true. Um. So yeah, I so I was trying to explain this concept to her of like, I I heard the other day actually, and I know that this is going into dangerous territory, but where else could we go on a Monday morning? It was a doctor, and he was talking about how when your body makes fat cells. You can swell those cells and shrink those cells, but that they don't actually go away for a very, 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 very long time. So they're always there. So once your body has created those fat cells, it's that's why it's so hard for people to lose weight because they are their Mm -hmm. body is literally housing all these extra cells Mm -hmm. and they're just primed and ready to fill with fat. And that's why like something like I think childhood nutrition is so important. So important. High horse here, you guys. Bear with me. But like we are setting our children up for a lifetime of health. And I don't think that that's Mm -hmm. a small thing. I think like as a homemaker, I want my children to have treats. I want them to enjoy the real thing. You know, like I also want them to, to like to eat well, to be healthy and to take that with them for the rest of their life. Like that is such a great gift that we as homemakers have the ability to give our children. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're that as homemakers, we need a real sense of ownership and responsibility for our children's health. Yeah. And what goes in from day one, mm-hmm. especially the first few years. I mean, it really does matter. Yeah. And, you know, it's very easy as a mom to equate um, food with affection and saying yes to treats with affection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's, you know, in many cases, reprogramming that Mm -hmm. that might need to be done even like like you were talking with your brother. Mm -hmm. There are other there are other things. There are more options Mm -hmm. outside of Doritos and Oreos Mm -hmm. and and. Mm -hmm. And just habits, too. So, like, they got in the mm-hmm. habit of, like, okay, now what's for dessert? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't get dessert every day. <laughs> like, that's not, you know, I, I'll make, like, a nice pot of a tea with some honey in it, you know, so that you mm-hmm. you get that that sweetness that maybe your my body tells me when it needs something sweet. That's why I have lattes. <laughs> but, <Right>. like, <laughs> but even how we go about the sweetener or how we go about the treat, um, 
it doesn't have to just be this complete like guilty pleasure, like full of band, like let's go of let go of all our, you know, strongholds. It doesn't have to be like that, which I think is kind of what you mm-hmm. were saying about the French people. You know, cheese yeah. is not necessarily the villain. Yeah. Eating a good cheese in the right portion is fine. Right. And the same could be said for sweets. And I, I wish people could realize that it doesn't mean depriving yourself. It doesn't mean that whenever I go out to eat, I order a salad. That's not what we're talking about. No way. <laughs> not interested. Not interested in that <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It just made me want to cook and it made me want to bring the whole world along with me and be like, stop, stop eating this. There's such amazing gifts out there to eat. But like like anything, like working out, you've got to train yourself. You got to train yourself. It's like good wine. Mm-hmm. Or good anything. OK, that's all. I'm done now. OK. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. We did go to an all you can eat <laughs> crab buffet. <laughs> Okay. It was. Was this the swash, the swashbuckling event, yes. or was this something else? Yes, this was a pirate-themed crab. The men, <laughs> men folk wanted all-you-can-eat crab legs, but I didn't realize like when you go in, they'd been. I think they'd been there before, but it was like, no, you just eat the crab because everything else was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> But it was so really? cute. Are you serious? No, I'm not kidding. <clears throat> I didn't I didn't understand that that's what they were meaning. Like, we're just going to go and eat crab. We're not going to go through the rest of the buffet. Um, but like, I have this thing where <laughs> I, I can't eat like MSG because, and you could attest to this, it happens so many times when I go out to eat. I'll eat five or six hours later. I will wake up and I will be in the bathroom all night and I'm like I'm gonna throw up like what ends it gonna come out it's just horrible (laughs) I hate it I'm gonna go back to bed all shaky and it's really bad yeah it makes me shake and it makes my heart yes your heart's but I don't racing Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's really bad I did get MSG poisoning bad like so bad once it was terrifying it was absolutely terrifying it was like we ate we went to a pub and it was like where they bring the popcorn to the table yeah and while you're waiting for your food and um i just ate it yeah i just ate it like this was probably i don't know seven years ago i don't know i just sat there and munched in it i was like whatever Mm -hmm. and um i wasn't even thinking about it but it was like leaving a coating under my fingernails yeah It was just disgusting. And then I quit. You know, I didn't like stuff my face, but I had a couple handfuls, you know. And later that night, I was dizzy, Mm -hmm. like dizzy. My heart was racing. I wanted to crawl out of my own body. It was absolutely terrifying. And I, Joel didn't feel really good either. His stomach hurt. And we were just trying to connect the dots. We'd eaten two different things at the restaurant and I couldn't figure it out. And finally, I, I I remembered the... Like the feeling on the roof of my mouth after eating the popcorn mm-hmm. and the goop under my fingernails. And I'm like, oh, you you idiot. And at that time, I knew like I, I, I already avoided MSG like at Chinese restaurants or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just had I just wasn't thinking mm-hmm. about popcorn flavor. Mm-hmm. 
And it was really bad. I Googled MSG poisoning and there was like cream of tartar DIY. It was bad. Mm. Like all night long. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know if I was going to faint. I mean, I Mm -hmm. felt so out of my own body. It was, you know, it's a neurotoxin, isn't it? Yeah. For goodness sake. Yeah. It's nasty business. It is nasty. Yes, I remember the first time I was with you when you you encountered the MSG in California. We were were sick all night long. I was yeah, yeah, I was actually throwing up that time. I didn't know it was MSG poisoning. And we were staying in a house, you and I, and there were like three other people there, and they were nurses. And so I feel the same way. About five or six hours later, I my heart is going to pop out of my chest. It's just going. Yeah. And so they're taking my pulse and they're like, Mm -hmm. you need to calm down. I was like, I can't calm down. Needing to crawl out of my skin, just out Mm -hmm. of myself. And then basically throw up a bunch of times. (laughs) And sweet Christy, she's there like holding my hair, flushing the toilet. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, and they said, they told me this is MSG poisoning. We see it all the time. People come in, they think they're having a heart attack. And it's, you just Mm -hmm. have to get it out of your system. You have to just get it out. So in that, I was glad I was throwing up as much as I hate throwing up because it felt so right. awful. But um, yeah, that that happened on this trip. This unfortunately it happened after the crab buffet, which I like. I knew it would. I stuck to the crab after a few bites of the other food and just I dipped a few pieces in this butter, but it, it was not butter. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I can't believe it's not. It's butter. definitely not butter. Um <laughs> Anyway, and so, yeah, I spent my last night there, like, crouched in the bathroom. And, you know, it was just horrible. It's just not fun. I'd like I'd rather just eat an omelet at home. Like, that's not fun for me to spend the whole night in the bathroom. Well, you know, you and I see this because we both do essential oils and we both help a lot of people with just opening their mind to natural health. Yeah. Lots of conversations have been had there with thousands of people over the last 10 years or six years or whatever. But we see it all the time where I think a lot of people think it's just okay to feel like crap. Oh, yeah. Yes. They don't maybe put two and two together that it's so much. And again, like you said, when you reference children that have health issues, people have health issues. Yeah. But but uh, but so much does come from the food. And one of the, I've talked with so many women um, and so many of them, the first thing on their list is migraines mm-hmm. and they can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Sleep's a big one. And yeah. my first thing is go through your diet and eliminate MSG. And FYI, it comes under about 20 different mm-hmm. names. <laughs> mm-hmm. When your packaging says natural flavors, yeah. that means MSG. I wrote I, after that, um, after my incident, because it was so terrifying, I wrote a blog post. And as beautiful as some of my blog posts <laughs> have been over the years, my MSG poisoning story is my number one post of all oh, time. <laughs> traffic, blog traffic mm-hmm. wise. But I list on there like the 20 different names. Yeah. People don't realize they're eating it all day, every day, even in packaged food from the health food mm-hmm. store. You know, but it's a huge cause I, I've i seen of migraines in mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting that you bring that up because I, um, when I'm talking about feeding my children, I did not like, I ate terrible in high school. Terrible. 
And I think it was like you're saying, you just get used to sort of feeling a certain way. You know, I drank mm-hmm. soda. I, like I went to McDonald's all the time. Like I didn't. I ate horrible. Even in college. Once in I high school, horrible. I went to Taco Bell every day for 30 days. What? I was like proud of it. <laughs> I was proud of it. Yeah. That's Mountain funny. Dew and Taco Bell. I remember my high I, school I, boyfriend buying me Taco Bell and he he bought me the, the cinnamon like little churro things. And I was like, yeah, he yeah. loves me so much. <laughs> Taco <laughs> hell. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I had horrible periods. Like mm. in college, it got to the point they were so bad that I would spend like a day and a half just throwing up in fetal position on the floor, like not able to go to class. It started to be a real problem. It was they were so bad. Mm. And it wasn't until I started cleaning up my diet. I went and saw a naturopath and she's like, did you know that periods actually aren't supposed to hurt? And like my brain exploded. I was like, that's uh-huh. not even that's not even the world. I live in. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So when I was seeing these young girls just eating this horrible food, my thought was like, oh, no, don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself because it's only going to get worse. And yeah. people don't realize that's your body being like, hey, something's not something's out of balance here. Something's not right here. So your periods shouldn't feel like that. And yet we in many ways set our teenage girls up for this kind of crippling monthly situation mm-hmm. by letting them just eat all that stuff. It's <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Okay. <clears throat> I'm speaking of children, can you hear I mine? Can. Do I need to stomp on yeah, the floor? Yeah, you can stomp on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It um so listeners, you should know that. I know we actually have some young listeners, some like pre-marriage, pre-children, young listeners. Your periods I love not that. We do. To feel I love like hearing from them. Yeah. Your periods don't have to feel They're that not way. Supposed to feel that way. Let's talk about it. You know, if you look at actually, if you look at photographs of you and I from when we're younger, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. We each have like Puffy, puffy faces. faces. Big time. If if I may say that about you, I'll say it about myself as well. Our faces are puffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. It's even me like 15 years ago. I look at pictures. I'm like, what's with my face? Mm-hmm. And I was even thinner, but I just have like fat head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I think I noticed my eyes. My eyes are like really swollen. And I mean, I think part of it obviously would be food we're eating. I also think a big part of it is what we were drinking. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. again, I know I I, guys, I know I sound like a snob. I'm sorry. (laughs) But like, I have to be really careful about what I drink. You know, we talk about dry farms, like drinking it to tap in. I don't drink to get drunk. That's not why I have Mm -hmm. a glass of wine. Um, I drink a glass of wine with my supper because it enhances the experience and the food that I'm eating. That's why I have a drink. Things that enhance the moment. And, you know, there was a time in my life where that was not the case. And it was like, just drink your, you know, garbage beer or, you know, your super cheap wine or whatever it is. I think Mm -hmm. that has 
a greater impact on our health than we realize. Because even if you have a... Well, again, it's another neurotoxin. Right. It's another neurotoxin. And you think if every day you're taking in yeast, sugar, um, you know, a lot of people have problems with gluten and, you know, they're, they're drinking beer or... Mm-hmm. You, or those one of those 76 ingredients that are just, you know, quote, natural flavors or enhancers or chemicals or whatever it is. If you have one a day, that's 30 a month, you know, and that's a lot of anything. Mm-hmm. Doing something 30 times a month is a lot when you think about it. Imagine if you worked out 30 times a month. That would be a lot. You'd see a massive change in that direction. So when you think right, about drinking right. even one bad drink or eating one bad meal that many times a month, that adds up. Mm-hmm. It adds up, you know, and it's amazing, though, how hard you have to fight for that to not to not be in that position. Like when yeah. we were there and I was trying to give my kids, you know, without being a dictator about it, because I don't want I don't like being that person. I want to be easygoing, go with the flow, not going to be right. a pebble in your it, shoe, it, you yeah, know, in a crowd with family, yeah. you know, you just, yeah, you've got to just absolutely. take the loss and, and go with the flow. Um, yes. But even in that, like I thought if I was just here and I was actually trying to, to eat the way that we eat at home, what would it take? And mm-hmm. it's, it's shockingly hard to even find good food. Like even the organic good stuff at the grocery store no flavor like it's mm-hmm. not good well i think it's like um your health or mom time you know workout time nobody is going to advocate for you yeah you as a homemaker this is your responsibility you have to advocate for yourself and your family and yeah it's actually just another th- it's one more thing on the mm-hmm. list you know, when we're talking about the art of homemaking, put this on the yeah. list. And some of us are, you know, you're better at it than I am. Some of us are better at it than other people. And it's just, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Cause we're all in process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, this is not a, this is not a fight that anyone else is going to fight for mm-hmm. you. It's, this is really like, if you want to really take your health and your enjoyment of food and your children's health and their palate mm-hmm. serious then then yeah your job description just expanded mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it is it's challenging yeah. it, it really is challenging it's and it's i think it's a constant challenge because it's always um changing it's always ebbing and flowing like like i was saying now i'm in this phase where i have a 15 year old son and he loves to jab at me can't we just go to the white to the store and get white squeezy bread mm-hmm. for peanut butter and jelly mm-hmm. you know and get me some oreos while you're mm-hmm. there and and he loves really good food too but but yeah, he's been exposed to junk food now at friends' houses mm-hmm. and it's created to be addicting mm-hmm. and he likes mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it's always... You, how do you keep it from being um, like this forbidden fruit, right? That he's just going to go binge on. Like how how do you manage that? Um, I would like when he has friends over, like if he has friends over on a Friday night, I'll get them all frozen pizzas. Mm-hmm. If you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of times on Friday night, I'm making pizzas, but if I'm not, I'm not going to, I would just go get him mm-hmm. four junk food, frozen pizzas for him and his buddies and a box of brownies mm-hmm. and let him do mm-hmm. that. And I like to be the mom that is doting and 
has stuff ready for him or makes them something special, but that is not always the case. And, you know, so that's what I'll do. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we found like this whole stash of like Cheetos and Mountain Dew. And I'm sure that obviously there are worse things that you could find with your mm-hmm. teenage son. <laughs> Cheetos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> you know, like, let's be real. But uh, they were his friend brought him over and there was a lot of empty pop cans in the back of, in the bottom of this bag. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I promise only two of those are mine. <laughs> I said, that's. That's too many. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is, this is Mountain Dew. It's like 16 tablespoons of sugar and we don't eat Cheetos. That's where I put my foot down. I'm like, this is poison. And your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You're not eating this. Like you may not eat this garbage. Like I give you enough fun treats, but I'm drawing the line Mm -hmm. at orange food. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, so. Well, that's where I always struggle with like, like brownies, for example. Like if that's the junk Mm -hmm. food, it's like I can make a hell of a brownie. You want brownies? I'll give you brownies. But like, please right. let me do it with good ingredients. But you're right. Right. What that does for the homemaker is it expands the job description significantly. I just yeah. can't think. I mean, preparing our kids spiritually for the world. Yes. Educating them so that they can go out and be productive members of society. Yes. They can't yes. do that if they're sick. Right. You know, and. I just, yeah, I mean, we're talking about cognitive function, like these foods affect your brain function. People come to us all the time, too, like with the migraines. I have brain fog. Yeah. yeah. Like, or well, tell like me what you're eating. Motivation. Because like, like apathy. Apathy yes. is a huge. It's not, you know, I think a lot of people look at teenagers and go, oh, it's normal for them to be apathetic. Uh, I don't think so. May- maybe not. Historically speaking, let's just look at history and, yeah. you know, what young men were capable of, you know. <sighs> Yeah, big time, Hmm. big time. I feel that way. Like we were at the airport in Myrtle Beach, which is very small. And there were, there was one restaurant in in the airport, which was Mm Chick-fil-A. And so, which I know I'm like, this is Southern, this is Holy Land, (laughs) South. So I've never been to a Chick-fil-A. I'm treading lightly. Um, Got the kids Mm Chick-fil-A, which was just like, you know, chicken, little breaded chicken pieces and fries because that's what they have and waters i don't Mm -hmm. i don't do sodas um no but even that like the ketchup has high fructose corn syrup i'm like this is just stupid come to the 21st century like this doesn't have to be the way that it is go just buy good ketchup go buy peanut butter without the vegetable oils like just Mm -hmm. it's not like this is untapped technology here okay (laughs) right there are easy trades easy trades um mm-hmm. but you eat it and you're just kind of like meh like i'm not enter- i don't feel alive mm-hmm. i don't have that good energy mm-hmm. burning in my belly like i'm just kind of meh i'm i'm sustained it's sustenance but it um i don't know it's not alive it's not food that makes you feel alive like i want to feel yeah. alive me too. Me too. <laughs> that's actually that's actually one of my favorite. This is so redundant and dorky. It's one of my favorite parts about being alive. <laughs> it's just when you when, when you, you feel, feel alive. alive. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that's like I always talk about Joie de vivre. Mm-hmm. Like when you just get up in the morning and you're like, yes, yes, the sun is shining and I'm going to make breakfast and smell that coffee yes. and run a load of laundry and like th- that fervor. Yes. Like, yes, for some of us, like that's that's a significant part of my personality. 
But I could also neutralize that with a bad diet. Like mm-hmm. that. That's what I mean. Apathy. Like, when yeah, when you put food in your belly, I can tell instantly if this food is like alive, if it's if it's clean, if it's going to give me that energy. Like mm-hmm. It's not it's not hard when you're when you're trained to feel it. Why would you not want to feel that way? Yeah, I just don't think like we um, that's not really like a it's not an American focus. Well, we're taught to be afraid of food. We're not taught to enjoy it. Yeah, we're we're dumbed down as far as what is food. We we call things food that 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 are that are not food. Yeah. You guys, it's not food. You can't make it in your kitchen, so it's not food. <laughs> if it takes a factory, mm-hmm. it's not food. You know, let's be real. So I just think, yeah. Can you imagine no, trying to make sorry. Cheetos? <laughs> 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 You should tell Aiden if he can figure out how to make Cheetos in the kitchen. I don't know. I don't have an air puffer. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I'll make you homemade Oreos. He's like, then you'll make them with einkorn and they won't taste uh like Oreos. I'm like, yes, they will. They'll taste delicious. Uh I promise. Yeah. Yeah, It's um, such a big part of it is is training. And I think part of it is just the culture of your home. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for the power that we have over our home over the environment of our home it's like you are a homemaker you get to decide that like that's this is your domain this This is a beautiful thing and yeah you're not gonna change the world you're not gonna change the all you can eat buffets but like it it's not your responsibility to change it's the world. Not. You know how you change your world? You change it at your kitchen table. You change it at you your know? kitchen table with, with your the people eating around it. And I just think yeah, so many buy into the lie that like, okay, well, we got to have fast, 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 fast. I was blown away at how fast I could cook food. Like I'd come in to make the kids sandwiches, which was like, you know, mm-hmm. we family vacation style. This was like sandwiches and chips for lunch on the beach. Um, mm-hmm. I would come in and I would have like six sandwiches made in like 45 seconds. And I'm like, there's no bread to, there's no dough to like turn or like, you know, there's no, there's no roast folding. chicken to pull out and like shred. You know, it just was, everything was just packaged. And I couldn't believe how fast con- and quote convenient this type of food was. I mean, they are, it's preying on our laziness, truly. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, when we talk about we talk about um, the sheets that we like. Yeah, they have a higher price tag. We talk about fast fashion like that. That price is being paid by someone. Yes. Right. Whether yes. it's in a sweatshop in China or or whatever, that price, there is no such thing as yeah. cheap fabric. Yeah. There's no there, it's not it's being paid for by someone, whether it's us as the consumer buying, you know, mm-hmm. heirloom sheets once or cheap sheets from Walmart, you know repeatedly whatever you know there's no such thing and it's the same same with food food. like somewhere someone will pay that price whether it's our health or our children's health or our migraines their brain fog during school their lethargy of the midwest like you know hello yeah (laughs) yeah so it's yeah Yeah, it's so true i mean no free pass talk about cheap food so we can just like to remind them that the government is subsidizing all those crops that make that possible. It is not an accurate reflection of what it costs to actually make that food. It is fabricated. That's not true. 
Yeah. No, look, a combine, a new John Deere combine costs a, a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah, the, the price is paid somewhere. And I think women would find homemakers would find such greater joy in their home by just reviving this piece of it and saying like, as for me in my house, like this is what, this is who we are, you know? And Georgia kept asking me while we were there, if she could drink soda, which like I, we don't really, soda's not a thing here. I mean, people drink it, but not like they do in the South. It's just not the same thing. And, um, well, you guys are, you guys are, you know, you're the trendy Pacific Northwest. Like you're, it's just a different vibe vibe. out there than it is. And even like the little, I'm I'm not in Seattle, you know, some posh city. It's like, we're just, we're in the middle. But anyway, she kept asking me like, can I have some? And I was like, no, (laughs) she's like, why? And I was like, cause it's terrible for you. Like I'm, I can't even pretend like this is anything, but redeeming yeah yes yeah. you can have it's like all sparkling I'll sp- fruit flavored water you can have kombucha you need something yep. fizzy i'll rock that yep. fizzy i love me some fizzy exactly. yeah exactly but you know like lest we look it's a topic that we're both uh passionate about so i know sorry all the listeners it's the no the episode <laughs> is not intended to be um preachy like this is this is like iron sharpens iron this is where we can encourage each other right here because somebody might be listening that really needs some Mm -hmm. a butt kick Mm -hmm. and some encouragement in this department Mm -hmm. and not no one has arrived completely it's never shay and i are never speaking from a position of arrival i think if you listen to the show from day one like we try to say that over and over again like we are in process 99 percent of the time we're just talking to ourselves because we need the butt kick yep um but be encouraged Big and time. be empowered that this is your domain and and there are lots of options and creativity. It does take some extra work, yep. though, as far as like this, just going back to the beginning of the conversation, because we're about out of yeah. time, but like with sourcing and things yeah. like that. So, But just let it let it sink in that it's worth it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. It has a deep enough value that it's worth all the work that goes into it. And this season is about doing the hard things. That's right. And you can do the hard things. So get it. Do it. The end. Shay, that fly, it looks like it just waited in your office the whole time you were on vacation. Mm -hmm. It was just waiting for you to come back. It missed me. (laughs) You know what else waited for me? It's my little pregnant Mm. kitty. She is so fat. It's shocking. (laughs) She's got this massive (laughs) belly. So we're all just staring at her. Are you going to have them now? Are you going to have them now? Sweet thing. I'll keep you posted on that. Um, Ladies, we hope you have a fabulous week and we will be back with you on Thursday again. In the meanwhile, check us out over on Instagram at Homemaker Sheep Podcast. Um, Join us in doing hard things in your home this week and share those with us over on social media. We would love to hear from you the hard things that you're seeking into, even if it's getting your kid to like sour, whatever it is. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. We will see you guys Thursday. I think we're good. That was fun. I got to go homeschool now. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.